On this episode of Theme Park Sandbox, we discuss some of the hidden gems, secrets, and design details that make Disney parks so special and magical. Coming up now. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Theme Park Sandbox. My name's Drew. My name is Aaron. And today is a very, very special episode. It's a new segment that Aaron and I have come up with, and we think it's going to be really fun. And it's all about our favorite design details and kind of hidden secrets that you can find at different theme parks. So today, uh, we're going to be zeroing in on specifically Disney theme parks, and uh, we've got some pretty cool details. I th at least I do. I don't know about you, Aaron, but it was it was pretty fun. I'm excited. Yeah. Disney is renowned for the detail that they put in, and I think they really uh, sweat on the details, and it shows. And us theme park nerds really appreciate it. So I think this will be the start of a multifaceted uh, series of episodes, Drew. I'm really excited to talk about these hidden gems. Yeah, I don't think we're ever going to run out of uh, <laughs> no, different no, little details not. that we love that are hidden all around the parks. In fact, like when I was thinking about it, I thought of a bunch of things. Uh, I, I know you probably did too. Um, a and, whole list. And, it, and you can tell that they're really great details because I haven't been to the parks in over a year and mm -hmm. they're still in my brain. Like it's, it wasn't very difficult to find um, the hidden details within Disney parks. So it's true. Really, really exciting. Now, so what we're going to do is we're going to be kind of uh, doing a couple each, right? So do you want to go first yeah. or do you want me to go first? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to go first. Cool. Let's do it. The first thing I want to talk about is uh, Disney's use of props and just how awesome some of the props are that they've created that are bespoke for the parks. But what's even more impressive to me is when they can take something that was screen used. This is actually rare, I think, um, in the California parks to get something authentically screen used yeah. and see it in a Disney park somewhere. But you probably know uh, mine and Drew's favorite ride in Disneyland is Indiana Jones. Oh yeah. And so I'm talking about the giant villain Mercedes Nazi truck that they have in the queue for Indiana Jones. Yeah, that thing is huge. <laughs> it's enormous, and it is the screen-used vehicle, and it's just so cool that they got that thing and that they put it into that queue, that they, uh, they were able to acquire it from uh, Lucasfilm, Amblin, I don't even know who would have, you know, who the prop master would have been, but uh, they, got, they got the real one. Yeah, and there's no way to miss it because it's literally in the middle of the entrance and right as you exit. So it's pretty hard to miss. And it's just such a cool set piece to have in the queue. And I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I never even noticed that it said Mercedes diesel on the on the grill of the truck. Like once I found that out and I watched the movie again as an adult, I was like, oh, my gosh, it really is that same truck. It's so cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's a different color, though. Yeah, they've definitely done some work, and I mean, compared to it needing to be used on screen and then anything that they would have done in post-production versus the amount of decades that it's just been sitting outdoors in Anaheim, yeah, it's going to change with time. Whether it's weathered or whether it's restored in a way, 
it is going to see some new coats of paint, literally and figuratively. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely like have been worried in the past few years, um, especially when we get whenever we get wet weather. Things I think age a little bit better in California than they do in Florida because the heat's not as intense and there's less rain, so it means that. Props like that, I think, last a lot longer under like the California sun, especially because it's under the kind of the canopy of Adventureland and Jungle Cruise. Um, but the, I was getting a little concerned. It was getting a little old. You know, you can tell when cars have been sitting and they get a little surface rust and they get kind of muggy inside. But to my surprise, a few years ago, they redid the entire thing. Like they redid the back area. They put in a bunch of new props in the bed. Um, it, it is so cool. And it, like like you said, it's one of the best like screen used props that people walk by and don't even realize that it was screen used. I think that it's such a cool, like cool, but strange flex that they haven't called attention to that. It's screen used. Yeah. So many movie cars, especially have the plaque or if it's a costume, it has the plaque that says, here's the movie I'm from. Here's the year it came out. And here's the character who wore it, you know, very like hard rock cafe, if props and Disney's just said, no, this is, this belongs in this story and a plaque doesn't belong in the story. Yeah. So here it is. Here's the vehicle. Here's your immersion. And we all love it. <laughs> and those who know, we get that extra little, uh, that little wow factor. Yeah. And I've always, I don't know about you, but um, I drive like an Overland style Land Cruiser as my daily driver. And I have always loved the logo that they put on the front door of that, of that prop car. And it says Lost Eye Archaeological, uh, I think Lost Eye Delta uh, Archaeology. And I've always wanted to like get a sticker and put it on the back of my Land Cruiser so that I can have an Easter egg in my everyday life in my car. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a very smart idea that they de-Nazied that car Uh, (laughs) before putting it in the queue and making it a a part of the good guys and not the bad guys. I guess that uh, is important to reference. Yeah. And it's actually pretty remarkable when you, when you look back at that scene um, in Raiders it's driving really fast. Like they really drove that car and it's, it's pretty amazing that it's in as good a shape as it is today. Harrison Ford is dragged behind it. He crawls under it. He crawls into it and then he hangs off the grill. That whole thing was a jungle gym as far as like stunt work goes. It was not just a prop. It was not just a vehicle. It was like really a set piece. And so a very impressive thing in, uh, in just film history. Yeah, and and actually, while we're talking about the stunts in that movie, there's a way that you can tell that it was actually the screen-used stunt car. And the way you can tell is off of the edges of the bumpers, obviously, it's a really long car. And so stunt drivers Mm -hmm. need some sort of way to know how far the bumper is in regards to whatever they're driving near. So if you actually look at the edges of the bumper, there's a pole that comes up with like a golf ball looking thing. And that's their indicator telling them how close or how far they are away from a wall. So like it is it is actually that truck. And that is just so cool. Well, that was my first uh, first prop and detail in um, in Disney. I think that's my one Disneyland example. I have one more West Coast example that I'm excited to share with you. But Drew, what what was your first one that you brought up? Okay, so uh, for me, um, it, it's actually, it caught me by surprise when I was thinking about it. And um, there's actually a little bit of mystery behind it, which is interesting because it's so okay. new. So if that, I don't, I don't want to give it away, but um, I guess I can just tell you. So um, if you've walked into Galaxy's Edge in Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities, if you 
stand next to Doc Ondar and you do a 180 and turn around and look up, you used to be able to see the Ark of the Covenant. You used to be able to see the corner of it. This this little gold guy right here that I have up top. And it was really, really cool um, because, I, I, Aaron, I'm going to let you say, um, how does the Ark of the Covenant from Indiana Jones have any relation to Star Wars? Well, the connection is through this guy over here, through Harrison Ford. But the detail that not everyone knows about, besides just the obvious one, is that imprinted in sort of a hieroglyphic style is R2-D2 and C-3PO. They are on the Ark of the Covenant. They are on it in the movie. Uh, They're on it in the replica in the great movie ride, R.I.P. And now the Ark of the Covenant exists in Galaxy's Edge, which is just so crazy. Yeah, it's so cool. And it's one of those, like I said, it caught me by surprise because it's so new. But like Doc Ondar's um, has like a lot of those kind of cool design throwback and all of those hidden like, you know, secrets behind it. Uh, but that yeah. one was really cool. And then the fact that it's it's now gone. So I don't know about um, Galaxy's Edge in Florida. Um, I don't know if it ever had it or if it still has it. But the one in Disneyland is definitely it, it's been removed. And I was reading I was like trying to dig a little bit deeper as to why it was pulled out. And there was a rumor going around that it was there for the opening of Galaxy's Edge because George Lucas was there ah. and that it was actually the Ark of the Covenant that was screen used in the movie. So that that's a rumor and I would believe it because it's gone. Like they've clearly pulled it out because it was important. So, um, man. It's gone back to the vault. Yeah, exactly. I don't remember the, the, the case number or whatever, but <laughs> um, yeah. We'll, I, we'll put top men on it. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just think that was one of the coolest uh, Easter eggs uh, that was in Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquity. So um, I guess it's one of those mysteries that we'll, we'll never know. Maybe one day, someday it'll be uncovered and, and someone will tell us like, yeah, that was the actual, you know, Ark of the Covenant. How cool would that be? And then um, the other one that I had for Doc Ondar's is um, something that you and I, and I would imagine most Star Wars fans have come to love, and that's the Mandalorian. So the Mandalorian's blaster and his helmet is actually hanging in the uh, the Den of Antiquities. And I'm pretty sure it was there before the show actually was released. So I can't wait to see what other Easter eggs they've put in that room that we might not know about yet. Yeah, I think you're right. I think probably they had, I think they had announced the Mandalorian. I think that we knew what he looked like, but I don't think the show had dropped yet. Yeah, tell us if we're wrong in the comments, but I'm pretty sure Galaxy's Edge opened with those props in the den of antiquities before Mandalorian dropped officially. And like, I think that, that kind of attention to detail and that kind of storytelling is is just so cool and i i've never seen that done in any other park so uh anyway that's mine for the west coast well as i said i have one more west coast uh little hidden gem and in the same spirit of characters that are inside of properties where they don't really belong (laughs) kind of like the ark of the covenant and kind of like r2d2 and c3po on the ark of the covenant inside of galaxy's edge uh these are two characters that are Parks Originals. They don't come from another uh, intellectual property or anything, but these characters exist in the queue for Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. 
and they are Figment and Harold. Yeah. Uh, so for for my West Coast friends, if you don't know who Figment is, he is a little purple dragon who is the mascot uh, for the Epcot attraction Journey into Imagination, and he's well beloved in um, in Florida, you know, theme park communities, and he's just this cute little guy. Harold, as I'm sure everyone knows, is of course the snow monster in the Matterhorn. Yeah. And you can spot them inside if you're if you're careful you can spot them inside of guardians of the galaxy yeah so like when you're in that that kind of entryway for guardians of the galaxy unfortunately you move pretty quickly like once you get into the building you move pretty fast so it's hard to like capture every single detail unless it's like right in front of your face but um Mm -hmm. yeah when i saw figment i was like that's really hilarious and I could only imagine being the person that had to pitch that. (laughs) (laughs) Very meta. Very like... Super meta. I mean, and it wouldn't surprise me if that was just one of the strangest requests that uh, Imagineering had to call up the East Coast and say, hey, we need a figment in DCA. And they're like, oh, are you doing like a figment ride? No, we're going to put him in this frosted jail cell and (laughs) hang him on the ceiling. Oh, okay, cool. Sounds good. <laughs> that's that's where we want to see him. <laughs> yeah, and it's pretty high up. So unless you unless yes. you know Figment, you would probably just think it's just another random creature in a box. But like, if you know Figment, it's pretty clear that it's Figment. So, and I've actually yeah. I've never been to Figment's journey. Um, is it through imagination or into imagination? Well, it's had a few different names. Okay, uh, it's journey into. Oh, geez. I'm probably going to get it wrong, so comment and correct me if, when I'm wrong, but Journey into Your Imagination starring Figment or Journey into Imagination starring Figment, something like that okay. is the exact type. I, uh, you know, I'm not fact-checking. Fact um, roast me in the comments, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but anyway, I haven't been on it, so um, I know he's like a, a super beloved character, um, mm-hmm. and I mean, so is Harold the abominable snowman and like not only is it like it's not just like oh it looks like harold it's actually harold from the the matterhorn yeah that was added Mm -hmm. like in the 70s and it's and it's right there it's not hidden you it's not like you you only see a part of him like you did the ark of the covenant at doc ondars right like you see the actual thing and it's it's almost like he's meant to go on display pretty soon yeah so yeah exactly it's like he's he's getting like prepped or something yeah, super, super cool. That's a good that's a good one. I like that. I, I mean I'm a big fan of the the cue of that ride because of all of the Marvel Easter eggs, but the fact that those two characters are Disney Park original characters, uh, and not you know, it, it's not a Mickey Mouse or it's not a you know, Aladdin or something. It's like literally just something that exists only in the theme parks and now it gets to exist in the Marvel cinematic universe of theme parks the marvel theme park universe i guess yeah and that's that's very i think that's very on brand for the guardians of the galaxy characters like definitely um star lord you know has a sony walkman <laughs> like it's it's very clear that a lot of the things that they collect could be from our planet so um i think it's really cool and i do think that howard the duck would definitely hang out with figment i can definitely see that happening <laughs> yes they, they would totally be friends absolutely Awesome. Well, hey, that was a really good one. Um, and 
What's really cool is I actually have one for the East Coast. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so the one that I picked for my second one is actually um, something I had to do a little bit of digging, but once I like found out that it's true, I mean, this is really cool. And, and it's something that's never really happened before, or I don't think Disney has really done before. And what it is, is the use of the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea submarine voyage, the subs, being mm -hmm. used as artificial reefs at Castaway Key, uh, which is Disney's private island. Um, yes. It's really, really right. cool. Like, I don't know of any other time, I guess I guess your attraction, Matterhorn, um, you know, the, the Abominable Snowman does hoard a bunch of the old attraction vehicles. Um, That's right. The Skyway buckets and uh, the old toboggans. Yeah. They're in there so, at their crash site. Yeah, how funny that uh, that they, they did it here, too. And so um, the submarines went away a long time ago, and there was a whole fleet of them, but they saved three of them, apparently. Uh, one of them is in the back lot in Florida at Hollywood Studios somewhere. Who knows where it is now? But two of them for sure were placed. Um, they, re they gutted the whole things. They removed all the windows. Uh, they put, like, wire mesh over the windows. But if you go to Castaway Key on a cruise... And if you go, I think it's like a half a mile out or something, it's really far to get to them. But you can actually snorkel and and like touch and swim and be around all the fish that are hanging out inside of kind of the ride vehicle carcasses that are down there as an artificial reef. And apparently they haven't really done well because of the hurricanes in Florida. But um, I just think that is like one of those really cool hidden features, like hidden secrets that Disney, like only Disney is really good at doing, right? Like, oh. Let's turn it into an artificial reef. Like, that's so cool. And it is something that they advertise. Uh, I was lucky enough a couple of years ago to go on a Disney cruise. And one of those little extra excursions that you can sign up for once you get to Castaway Key, their little private island, is uh, various snorkeling experiences or, or um, you know, just other things that you could kayak, you can do whatever. But that snorkeling one, they tell you like, hey, um, don't forget to go and explore and kind of like push you in that right direction so that you can have that encounter with uh, Captain Nemo's vessel. Yeah. Super cool. It's super awesome. And then on, on that kind of that same that same note, um, this this vehicle was so important that they actually built one for Tokyo Disney too. So if you actually ride the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea attraction that they have, they have, uh, it, I don't think it's one of the original ones, but they have something that looks like one of the original subs from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And it's just so cool. Uh, so it, it, it lives on in other Disney parks. Our submarines are also really cool. I hope I hope that they stay for a long time. Who knows? But um, I think it's one of those like attractions that you don't get to just go anywhere and ride in a submarine. So it's really cool. It's very true. Yeah, yeah. My next little hidden gem of Disney is out in my neck of the woods, back out on the East Coast. Uh, everyone loves hidden Mickeys, and maybe at one point we'll do a hidden Mickey episode. I think those are fun. Yeah. Those are cool. They are fun. Uh, and even the ones that like seem to have been made up by guests or kind of like, you know, when you see a cloud and you're like, that cloud really looks like, and then suddenly you start seeing hidden Mickeys throughout the park yeah. that may or may not actually be. So this one was an intended hidden Mickey, but it has since um, been altered. If you look at the topographical design of Hollywood Studios when it was first opened, the entire courtyard made up an enormous 
hidden Mickey if viewed from above. Really? So you could sort of tell from the park map, or if you're looking at Google Earth, you could see a giant hidden Mickey with uh, Grommet's Chinese Theater kind of like right at the top of his head in between his ears, and there it is. It's crazy. So they actually went to the extent of building an enormous hidden Mickey right there that you're just standing above. So that is really cool. I didn't know that, actually. Um, So when you look at a park map, can you see the Mickey? Or is it like only if you look at it on Google Maps? Because they've changed the overall layout, you can't really tell that it's Mickey. Well, it doesn't look like it was intended to be Mickey, but you can make out the the remainder and you can see kind of like what used to be. But um, if you look at the original park map and that design, it is clear as day, like including even the um, some of the gardening features that they did to like add in some of that detail to make it just perfectly so to make it the biggest hidden Mickey. And that's so cool now, because that's one of those things like, you know, they don't expect you to be able to see it from the ground. So it's literally just something that they wanted to do just because it's so great. I yeah. love that. Uh, so as Hollywood Studio has grown in the last several decades, of course, they've changed things so drastically. I mean, no more drastically than with the additions of uh, Galaxy's Edge and Toy Story Land. But some of that still exists. And I will say, in my opinion, there is a spiritual successor to that enormous hidden Mickey. Um, and it's not actually in the parks, but it is in the sort of general Disney bubble there's a giant solar farm that is in a mickey mouse head shape that's right it's far from hidden but on my car's gps it will come up in this very obvious mickey head shape right there on the map which is just delightful yeah so cool that is really cool and actually now that you mention it there's one in california did you know that there's one of those in california as well i didn't know that yes there's one if you're looking at google maps um, and you're looking at Disneyland Drive between the Simba parking lot, which is like the new rumored Disney, I guess not a rumor, but the new Disneyland expansion area and, yeah, and yeah. Pixar Pier. If you look at Disneyland Drive, there's actually a hidden Mickey that's that's outside of the parks completely. It's literally on Disneyland Drive and it's really cool. So um, that's awesome. Yeah. One of those really great design features um, that, you know. They don't have to do, but they do it anyway, and it's really awesome. Also, another thing that's kind of on that is um, the address for Disneyland here in Anaheim is that's right, thirteen thirteen <laughs> Harbor. You know, so yes. Uh, what's the thirteenth letter in the alphabet, Aaron? That would be M. Oh, so M M Mickey Mouse. Yeah. So those that's are, right. Those are one of those just those are those cool Easter eggs that we get. Um, you know, and that we know because we've just been here <laughs> forever. Yep. Yeah. Aaron and Drew nerd out with Google Maps and find all these dumb little quirks. They're just delightful little gems for us. Yeah. Yeah. But everyone always asks me, like, you know, what are what are those things that like make you go back to the park? And it it really is those those little minute details that aren't in your face um, that you get to discover. And so I have a feeling we should do another one of these episodes specifically. Um, at Disney theme parks too, and maybe some others like Knott's Berry Farm or Universal. That would be yeah. that'd be really fun. But you know, let us know if you guys have any other hidden Easter eggs or you know hidden secrets that you like, or just 
really cool design features that you really appreciate, tell us down in the comments because you know we're always trying to add you know to to our book of of things that we uh, that we like to to bring up. Yeah, we'd love to shine a spotlight on some of our uh, viewers' favorites. Definitely, definitely. And remember uh, to subscribe down below, hit the like button, send this to your friends, ask them if they know of any uh, you know hidden Disney details or secrets uh, that you know you might not have heard of. This was really fun, super cool. With that, um, I think we came up with some really cool details. I can't wait to you know share it with everybody. Um, also, hey, remember to subscribe to our channel, uh, hit the like button, and then also comment below and let us know what other secrets and details you might have come up upon that we've never heard of. Really is encouraging and it really is helpful to see those thumbs ups and to see those comments and it just really makes our day. So a big thank you to all of you who are watching our, our shows, listening to us on the go, and checking us out on YouTube. We really do appreciate it. We can't wait to see you guys in the next one. Drew, until next time. See you guys. See you later.